0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to schedule a one-on-one coaching with Dr. Lodi, please visit drsadaf.com. I am an American board certified OBGYN. a mom, a Muslim, and I'm talking about sex. This is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Welcome to the Muslim Sex Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sadaf Lodi, and here virtually with us, is Rafia Lodi. Hi, Dr. Lodi. What's going on? <laughs> hey, Raf. So um, today in this episode, we're going to be talking about everything you need to know about endometriosis. So before I get into it, the first thing I want everyone to be aware of is that I'm not giving any type of medical advice. And you may say, well, Dr. Lodi, you are talking about medical things and that is true. But the reason why it's not considered medical advice is because you dear listener are not my specific patient, so um, you can listen to what i'm saying and you can take it or leave it it's up to you but if you're having any questions or concerns about your health care definitely you should see your own health care provider and if you have any questions about your religion please seek the help of your friendly neighborhood religious leader this is the muslim sex podcast and i just happen to be a muslim woman that talks about sex so today we're gonna be talking about endometriosis. So Dr. Lodi, what is endometriosis? Great question, Ralph. So endometriosis is, um, there are so many different theories to what endometrio, not what it is, but really why it happens. So endometriosis is thought to be uh, a painful disorder, and it is a painful disorder. Um, that occurs because there are what we call endometrial cells outside of the uterus. So basically the, the cells that are supposed to be within the uterus, right? So, um, and those cells are responsible for that tissue that, that happens, that proliferates uh, within, inside, the, inside of the uterus. And what happens is that the thought is some of those cells or that blood goes backwards. So when we have our menses, we think that all of that blood is actually coming out, but some of that blood actually goes into the abdomen, right? Through the fallopian tubes. And, and that's okay, because the body will absorb it. Uh, But for some women, what it does is it causes implants, and it may even do that with all women, but it causes uh, implants uh, within the abdominal cavity. And what can happen because of those implants is that you can get scarring, uh, of the different structures. So for example, you can get, um, a, a scarring of like, say like the fallopian tube to the, um, ovary to the uterus. You can get lots of these adhesions that we call, and that can impact a woman's fertility. And also you can get what we call chocolate cyst. So chocolate, you know, sounds great except when it's in your ovary <laughs> and, <Sounds> gross. yeah <laughs> okay yeah it does kind of sound gross but that's the way they described it right so it's when you get cysts that form in your ovaries that are actually their blood and um but it looks like a chocolate cyst so that's what they're referred to <laughs> you look really sorry disc- you're making funny faces but it sounds really gross Yeah, I'm sure and I'm sure it's very, very painful as well. Yes, yes. So and there's different stages of the endometriosis. But before we get into that, you know, um, just again, what I want to mention is that this tissue can grow on the ovaries, the fallopian tubes and the right. And we talked about this, um, that it can anywhere in the pelvis. It can be anywhere uh, that it can grow. So what are some signs for endometriosis? Sure, sure. So some of the signs and symptoms of endometriosis, um, some women will experience severe pain with their menses. Okay. Other women will have chronic pelvic pain. Um, some women, it's interesting. So what we learned in medical school was that there is actually no correlation with the degree of endometriosis that a woman has in her pelvis and her pain. So she may experience a lot of pain with little endometriosis. So, and the only way you would know is if you did laparoscopy, right? If you did that surgery to take a look inside the abdomen Mm -hmm. and you would see how much endometriosis is there. So a woman can come in complaining of severe abdominal pain. And then you look inside and she has maybe a few lesions of endometriosis inside. And then, you know, some people may say like, wow, why is she having so much pain? These lesions aren't very much. Um, Whereas other women, Right. So right, terminal, right. someone's pain. Yeah. Pain tolerance. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh and whereas other women may have, you know, few endometriotic lesions but experience tons of pain. Right. Or some women, and that's kind of what we said, and then uh or other women can have um lots of lesions and not have any pain, right? And those findings may be incidental if she was having surgery for something else, say if she had an ectopic pregnancy or if she was experiencing infertility, and you know, a physician, a surgeon went inside, a gynecologist went inside and took a look, and they may see that she, you know, is has scarring all in the pelvis due to these endometriotic lesions throughout her pelvis, but that she may herself never have experienced any pain. Yeah. Right. So that's the important thing about endometriosis is the degree of the disease doesn't correlate to the amount of pain that a woman may experience. You know, Also, some of the signs and symptoms may be that a woman experiences painful intercourse, right? And that could, again, be due to all the scarring that she has within the pelvis. Um, some of the structures say if like her uterus is stuck to her pelvis, and so when she experiences deep intercourse, right, that cervix may be getting hit, and it may be causing a lot of pain for her. Um, other women may have excessive bleeding, and you know, a lot of times women will come in with infertility, and that may be their first sign that they have this endometriosis, right? Or their first symptom that they may experience, that they're not able to get pregnant. And so then when they, the gynecologist goes inside and takes a look, they'll notice that they have endometriosis. Okay. Does endometriosis cause infertility? It can. Yes, absolutely. So what happens is that when you have these lesions, right. And they cause scarring, um, they can cause scarring in the abdomen and in the pelvis. And when they cause the scarring. So what I mean by scarring is that, um, the tissues are stuck to each other. Okay, so that fallopian tube, which is like it, it actually literally looks like you know a hand, right? And it, the fimbriae are like these fingers, right? And so those fingers will, when an uh, <clears throat> when an egg is released from the ovary, those fimb because that ovary and that fallopian tube are not they're not connected by anything. Okay, so it's like the the hand gets. It's almost like uh, a pitcher's hand grabbing the baseball, right? So it's it gets that egg, and that egg then travels up that fallopian tube. So imagine that my arm is that tube, and it, and my body is that uterus. <laughs> so nice analogy. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so that egg starts to travel up
1: mm-hmm. that
0: tube and goes into. That uterus. And actually, the point at which the sperm meets that egg is usually when it's about like a third of the way, okay, into that tube. Mm -hmm. And then when they combine, they form that blastocyst, and then that blastocyst will then implant within that uterus. Um, But what can happen is that if there's scarring, there can be scarring, and that those those fimbriae, right? Those those mm-hmm. finger-like projections of that fallopian tube. So if those are scarred, it's not going to be able to grab that egg, right? Yeah. So yeah. then that woman may experience infertility that way. Um, there might also be like scarring where what we talked about that chocolate cyst, right? So <laughs> I know you love that analogy, okay. um, but you know maybe that egg is not able to be released from that ovary, right? So, or it could be that there's um, scarring where that uh, ovary is now socked into that pelvis, right? And so that egg is not able to reach that fallopian tube. So for whatever reason, that scarring that, um, those adhesions, they prevent that egg meeting that fallopian tube, that can definitely result in the infertility. Okay. So that's one of the biggest signs, right? Yeah. Yeah. That a woman may have endometriosis. Of course, now I want to emphasize to the viewers and the listeners that, you know, endometriosis is not always the cause of infertility. There are mo- so many reasons of infertility that may be the causes, but endometriosis may be one of the reasons, of yeah. right? That a woman may yeah. experience. Um, Other signs and symptoms, you know, that we mentioned is, you know, painful intercourse, um, and, uh, you know, excessive bleeding and pain with bowel movements. So that can happen sometimes too. So it's interesting, right? So if you think about all the structures that are in the pelvis, you'll notice that, you know, there's, of course we have the uterus, we have the ovary, we have the floating tube, but then what else is in the pelvis, right? You have your bladder, you have your, um, colon, right. Uh And so if those lesions, those endometriosis lesions, they get stuck, they can sometimes cause your bowel to get stuck within that bladder, uh, within that pelvis, you know, it's, so it can cause a lot of, you know, think of it like a sticky glue, right? So like wherever it goes, it can cause like things to mat together. And um, so you can have like, you know, if that Uh, colon gets stuck in that pelvis too. You can have, you know, maybe some pain when you're trying to use the bathroom, right? When you're trying to have a bowel movement. So this tissue, this tissue just separates and it can just go anywhere within the pelvic area. Yes. Yes. That tissue can travel. Absolutely. And it can go anywhere. Definitely. And so that's why you see those different um, symptoms. That's why when, and like I said, you know, typically the way that it's diagnosed is that a woman would have to have surgery, right? Mm-hmm. She'd have to have surgery and somebody would go and take a look inside that pelvis mm-hmm. and see all those lesions and maybe that scarring that she has inside and know, and there's different stages of endometriosis. So there's stage one, stage two, stage three, and stage four. And all those stages really refer to how much damage that endometriosis is caused within that pelvis. And it's really not, uh, like stage three is like those chocolate cysts, right? So it's, <laughs> you're never going to think of chocolate the same. <laughs> Stop associating chocolate with the cysts, please. So, so it's, you know, <laughs> so really that, that staging actually really mm-hmm. is not that significant for us, yeah. more for like your infertility specialists. You know, when they diagnose and treat women with endometriosis, it's just for staging purposes for them, really. Is this genetic as well? You know, it can be genetic, yeah. Seems like everything is genetic, right? Everything is genetic, yeah. (laughs) But it doesn't have to be. Um, So what can increase the risk of getting endometriosis? So Mm -hmm. the longer a woman has menstruation, Mm -hmm. right? She experiences menstruation the more the chances that that she's going to have that backward flow, right? So some of the theories of this endometriosis that we discussed before is that there's blood that goes not only outside through the vagina um, and outside, but, you know, there's some blood that goes backwards, right, and into that pelvic cavity. Um, Other uh, theories of why this happens or what causes it, and is that there's some transformation of these cells these peritoneal cells and some immune factors that trigger these cells to turn into these endometrial cells which then cause all this scarring within the pelvis there's some embryonic cell transformation that's another theory Um, so there's multiple theories of why this happens is it preventable is endometriosis preventable not really i mean even the extent of the endometriosis not really i guess one way to prevent it is to stop having menses right yeah and what is a way that a woman can stop having menses is she gets rid of her uterus right so um And, you know, sometimes women will need to, you know, for whatever reason, not, you know, maybe if the endometriosis is so bad and it's so socked into the pelvis and she's having all these symptoms every time she has menstruation, you know, maybe she might need a hysterectomy, but that would definitely be like the ultimate solution, right? There are other ways to prevent it. You know, you can stop a woman from having menstrual cycles, right? You can go on OCPs. A birth control pills that would prevent right and if you take those pills continuously you can prevent having periods right there's also medications like an injection called lupron which uh, prevents a woman from having menses as well so there are ways to stop having uh menses without going through and having a hysterectomy right so that would be one way of controlling the endometriosis and depending on what are the what are the symptoms and how bad it is and how severe it is, uh, would kind of tailor the treatment. And also some women will, you know, if there's a lot of scarring within the pelvis and a woman is having a lot of pain because of the scarring, you know, they will, um, she'll talk to her gynecologist who'll go in and try to burn some of those lesions, right, with um, laparoscopy and or try to take down some of those scarring take down some of those adhesions so she doesn't have so much pain and also definitely if she's experiencing infertility the gynecologist will go and take down some of that scar tissue um, to help her conceive now if those tubes are really damaged very badly yeah you never want to keep damaged tubes okay, Mm. especially when a woman is experiencing infertility. So sometimes what infertility specialists will do, especially if those tubes are blocked, and they're damaged, because those blocked and damaged tubes can lead to greater problems, for example, Mm. and it can result in an ectopic pregnancy. So a lot of times what um, infertility specialists will do is they will remove those tubes completely, Mm -hmm. and just do IVF on the patient, where Mm. They'll get them to ovulate and then retrieve those eggs and then get the sperm Mm -hmm. from their partner or spouse or from a donor. And then turn that into like a blastocyst. And then they will implant that embryo into the uterus Mm -hmm. so that it completely bypasses the tubes Mm -hmm. so that you don't, you know, result in an ectopic pregnancy, especially if those tubes are damaged. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, and that's, uh, that's, of course, ectopic pregnancy is uh, one of the complications that can happen uh, from endometriosis and only if those tubes are so scarred. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's scary for especially a young woman who wants to have kids. And when they hear endometriosis, they think of infertility and not having babies. And if that's the only thing they ever wanted or be a mom, I mean, it's it's a difficult diagnosis to handle. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, um, and that's typically when right women will find out is when they're trying to conceive. Yeah. So yes, you know, aside from the, the turmoil or the, you know, the hardship they may be experiencing and trying to conceive, you know, now is this diagnosis of endometriosis, And, you know, that would make it more, even more difficult. But remember that there is, you know, there is help, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one of the most important things that I would also like to stress is that there is hope, right? And we don't want our patients to become hopeless and think that there's no treatment because there is, there is ways to control those symptoms, Mm -hmm. a way to manage the disease. And, you know, definitely with all of these new therapeutics with um, help and infertility, you know, there is hope and there there are ways to get pregnant, right? So once a woman um, that has endometriosis and then she gets pregnant and has a healthy baby, um, does that prevent future cysts from forming or no? Um, so you're wondering if uh, if once she gets pregnant, mm-hmm. you know, will she continue to have endometriosis or not? Yeah. You know, so endometriosis again, right. Is due to um, the menstruation it's due to that backflow of blood. So when she's menstruating, then definitely she's at risk for getting it again. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, like we said, so pregnancy may actually help her right. During her endometriosis, she may actually feel better being pregnant because she's not having a menses Okay. and she's going through like nine months of not
1: bleeding.
0: Yeah. So that actually may help her in her symptoms, right? And in the pelvic pain that she may experience. And of course, you know, think about it like menopause, right? Mm -hmm. Menopause would be actually something that that a woman may be looking forward to, that she wouldn't be having all this pain, right? Because those endometriotic lesions are Mm -hmm. receptive to estrogen, right? Because because those implants right those endometrial cells they respond to estrogen so when we do no longer have the estrogen or when that estrogen starts to go down then it may actually help her symptoms and she may start to feel better after menopause right and depending on the extent of her disease now for yeah. example if she has really bad disease she may need to you know who knows maybe have her uterus removed yeah and um you know, all that scarring, if she has a lot of scarring, have that taken down. And, uh, you know, and then you have to remember that even if she has that uterus removed, if those endometrial implants are in her pelvis and she still has those ovaries, right? And if those ovaries are still secreting estrogen, those implants are still going to be responding even if she doesn't have a uterus, right? So it's still painful. It's still going it, to, she may still have pain. Yeah. As long as she has those lesions. Mm and she still has estrogen, she may still experience pain. So that, you know, there may not be a solution until she goes to menopause or if she's on birth control pills that, um, you know, where she's no longer I'm menstruating, yeah. uh, but anything that inhibits actually the estrogen, right? So maybe maybe a progesterone only um, contraceptive may help or, or an injection that completely inhibits um, estrogen secretion, right, to put her into that postmenopausal state, mm-hmm. which we know from that last episode <laughs> wasn't that great <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> so um, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, those are some things about endometriosis. Again, you know, diagnosis for endometriosis can be done via uh, ultrasound, but with the ultrasound, you may not see everything, right? Like, and definitive diagnosis is definitely with surgery and with doing laparoscopy. Um, that diagnosis on ultrasound may be a little bit skewed. You may not see anything at all. Um, if you see anything, maybe it's like those cysts that you like, <laughs> those chocolate <Chocolates>. cysts. Ew. <laughs> uh, you may see those on ultrasound, but you may not see anything. So mm-hmm. again, definitive diagnosis is based on laparoscopy and actually visualization of those lesions. And right. sometimes um, gynecologists will, you know, take a little biopsy of it, send it to pathology, and then pathology will confirm that this is, you know, endometriosis. Um, they may see the, those lesions within the abdominal cavity. So, yeah, that's, that's typically the way we diagnose this. And remember, correlation um, of the pain. The pain d- doesn't necessarily correlate with the extent of the disease. And that's another important fact to know and for our patients and that there is treatment available, right? Depending on the symptoms Mm -hmm. and the pain that they experience. So, yeah, there are some really good hard facts to know with women that might be dealing with endometriosis. Yes. And so I am done here. And so it's been real and really intimate again. This is not meant to be any medical advice. So if you are experiencing pain, and severe pain, and you think it might be endometriosis, please go seek out the help of your medical provider and be evaluated and treated, uh, because that may be the best option for you to treat your symptoms. So until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to schedule a one-on-one coaching with Dr. Lodi, please visit drsadaf.com. And until next time, this is the Muslim Sex Podcast.